Glory be to God. Hallelujah. God is faithful to his word. Excuse me. And when you're faithful to his word, supernatural results take place. Lots of favor. Lots of... of, uh, Lots of um, good bounces, as they say. You know, it's a term in football. Oh, you got a good bounce because, you know, the odd-shaped football, you, during the kickoff, it'll, it can bounce, hit, hit right in front of the person and go literally a 90-degree turn <laughs> away from the person. And then you get that good bounce or it bounces and comes right to you and then, oh, you got a good bounce. Well, that's what the favor of the Lord does for us. It gives us good bounces. And um, that's precious because um, we live in a hard world. We live in a harsh world. And uh, we're walking by faith and not by sight, not by feelings, not by, uh, you know, people uh, judging us by, by appearances and not with righteous judgment. And when you are a minister uh, of reconciliation to the highways and byways, uh, you can uh, you, you you tend to interact with people that churched people don't want to interact with, or they won't go where they're at. Well, I'll go where they're at. I don't care what. This is the one of the things about not really being in the public eye, the way some ministers are, and they got to fulfill their posts. I'm not judging them. But I'm just judging myself in the light of my gifts and callings. Going where uh, a lot of ministers won't go. G- going to places where, where people, um, uh, church people wouldn't, wouldn't dare go. In fact, they'd probably judge. And if they, uh, they saw uh, a, a, a believer interact with certain groups of people like that, they would, um, uh, they would judge it. And uh, that's a, a, a sad uh, thing to see. You know, I, I, I'm, not an, I'm not anointed to be a pastor, per se, as far as I know. I, I believe I'm going to plant works next, next decade or so. I'll be planting works. But uh, I, won't be, uh, I won't be the pastor, part of the pastorships. Um, and... Um, so it, I, I'm more conscious of the quality of a given uh, church. When you lead people to the Lord and you need to know where to deposit them. Where, where do I deposit baby Christians and, and, and those that you maybe you've quartered in the kingdom and you bring in the church and the church repels, is repellent or full of... Um, full of uh, judgmentalism or I'm not talking about and weirdness and then I'm not talking about, you know, the move the spirit weirdness. Uh, that, that's just something that we got, you know, carnal people got to get over. I had to get over uh, and then got to the point where I loved. But if you're talking about um, weirdness in the sense of worldliness and the, a lack of love because you're preoccupied by the appearance of things, 
where, you know, they hold their faith to partiality, partiality, like in James, where someone comes along and they might be homeless or they might not be, they might be a little grungy, might be rough and they're seeking God and the church is repellent to them because of sight, sounds, smells, and then it's difficult for us, those who are called the highways and byways, to bring people in like that because uh, they're unchurched. They don't. They don't know how to. They don't know the Christianese. And you get someone who's been so church so long that they're in leadership, and they even might even be speaking from the pulpit, and uh, they repel that precious soul. Who just didn't know better. Now I'm very protective of church. Especially. The, the, the word. The canon of the word of God. And the, the move of the spirit. It's very. Uh, I'm very protective of that. I won't apologize for tongues or prophecy. Or laying hands on the sick. And, or, pros, or prosperity. Prosperity simply means. A good journey. I'm not apologizing for that. There's a grace on us, the fire, the favor, the friendships, and the finances to give us a good journey. And that's precious. Well, I won't back down on that stuff. What I don't like to see is carnal, neurotic, worldly people uh, gossiping and, and judging people. Because uh, they don't know how to walk in love. They're only there for their own purposes. Paul himself had the same problem. He only had Timothy be, uh, because Timothy was the only one that was concerned for the things of Christ. Everybody else was concerned for their own things, their own agenda. And that's sad to see. And when you're, uh, when you're out there doing the Lord's work and churched people... Uh, are preoccupied by their gossiping and their little, their little programs and their little foo foo st- projects and and uh, you're like, <laughs> and then they're judging you for you know doing the great commission, being a doer of the word, connecting with people, courting them into the kingdom. And, oh, no, stop doing that and, and help us with this uh, foo-foo project we're working on. Because it makes all these, uh, these uh, people here uh, feel like they're doing something. Because they won't do anything but that. Uh, it, it, can, it can be a taxation on, on your, your heart. Uh, it can be a taxation on your relationships. And it, you know, just like a, as a fisher of men, you're, you're bringing somebody in, you're courting them in, and then there's a strain on the, on the line. <laughs> because, not because of the devil, not because, well, it is the devil, but indirectly, but not because of uh, the, the world seducing them away, but because of, of churched religious people who uh, want to keep their church, their little club, uh, and 
keep it the way they, they what the way they want it to be. They don't want change. If you're going to have a harvest of souls, especially coming out of the world, your church complexion is going to change. I'm not saying you compromise the word of God. I'm not saying uh, uh, that at all. No, you need to protect the canon of the word of God. And you need to protect uh, the spirit of love in Christ Jesus. Uh, you can let go of the, of the foolish uh, uh, worldliness, uh, uh, the religious dynamics of clickiness. That, that's, what, that's how the world does things. Uh, they're, they're clicky. And uh, they, uh, they're very uh, condemning of people because, you know, maybe uh, just an example, you know, tattooing. That is a, a strong uh, dynamic that, uh, that's going on in the world. Well, you know, they're, they're going to show up and they might have some foolish tattoos on their body. Even on their face, um, they might be dressing in a way that that wouldn't be uh, something that you would accept, or even I would accept. As far as, but I'm not going to deal with. I'm not foolish enough to deal with stuff like that uh, while you're courting someone to the kingdom or having a baby Christian uh, just coming to the to the Lord. You almost want to the way the Book of Acts talks about uh, they, the, the the first Gentiles coming to Christ. And they were, uh, they, they addressed, uh, hey, just stay away from, you know, some worldliness. They kept it simple for them. They didn't say, oh, you got to be circumcised. Oh, you got to, you know, do the hokey pokey and turn yourself around. And, you know, all you, you should shave off that beard or, you know, all these weird, weird religious things that I've heard over the years uh, that religious people think. That's the carnal mind trying to please God. Or think it's pleasing God, but it's not. It's just a head trip. And uh, it, it's a, there's a reason why God will plant a spanking new work uh, from the uh, those who for the highway of byways workers because uh, it's in the religious mind the worldly quote the worldly level is just too much for the religious to handle. They can't handle change. Uh, usually it's an older generation, but it's not just that. It's, it's, it's even uh, a younger generation that might be of a different subculture. And God br- harvests uh, a wave of someone from a different subculture, but they come, they're showing up at your church. What do you do? Do you put on false airs and try to change the way you do, do things? No. You, you simply... Be who you are in Christ Jesus. You know, you don't have to, you know, grunge out if they're all grungy. <laughs> if you're traditional and you wear a suit, wear a suit. You know, that's what happened back in the day. You know, Papa Hagen, uh, back in the day, was the Jesus movement. He had a bunch of kids coming in with long hair and, and blue jeans. And and uh, one of the most popular uh, uh, demographic for the ministry was... Um, uh, you know, these, these hippie kids that love the Lord and didn't and just saw the, the love of God and the anointing on Papa Hagen. He didn't have to, you know, grow his hair out and become a hippie. You know, that's all fake. 
And, and that, that's worse. And I, I've had people tell me, oh, you can't minister to them. They're veterans. You didn't serve. Really? If the anointing's on me to do something, I'm going to do it. And who are you to relegate me? Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. You're a veteran and you want to have a ministry like that, but it's not being successful. So you're resentful that God's using me on that. Well, that's what's going on. That's just goofy, weird people who shouldn't have been advanced ahead of their character development. And that's just the sad reality of it. That That's what happens. They get advanced ahead of their character development. And then, uh, and then it's uh, a sad thing to see. Well, hallelujah. Where am I going with this? Where am I going with this, Lord? <laughs> Soldier on. Uh, people... God loves everybody and Jesus died for everybody. And so having, uh, uh, you know, some people who, uh, are judgmental and repellent, you have to remind ourselves that they got, Jesus died for them too. And to be, to be gentle with them and encourage them to understand that, Hey, Jesus died for these people over here as well. And they, they might not uh, be part of the same uh, subculture that you and I are part of. They might not dress the same. They don't speak the same, but they got to learn. And um, you, you train them up. God will anoint people to tend to the spiritual nursery. And like I said, there's, there's, uh, there's, there's a reason why God doesn't fresh work with a wave of, of harvest souls that uh, people... Um, uh, you know, they're, they're not part of, uh, they're not churched and God will plant an outreach center. And the, the, uh, the original, the parent, uh, ministry needs to understand that it's not always going to be in the same location. If it's, if that's a rule, if that a deal breaker for you, then, uh, you might want to ask the Lord, is that a deal breaker? Because, uh, it shouldn't be a deal breaker for any ministry. You should be pleased that God has anointed, a, a detached a, a, a group of, uh, say, missionary evangelists uh, to uh, harvest a soul, a group of souls in your community, and you get to be part of that investment. And it might be birth in another church, uh, and that's okay. Uh, don't uh, don't despise that. God want, God's uh, doing a work uh, throughout all demographics, especially in these last couple decades before the rapture. All right. Spoken enough. Peace and love as you work out your own salvation. In Jesus' holy name, amen.